beats, the flow, the rhythm, all movements start from the streets, Street saying our podcast. Hey, 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 young God, how you feeling? Yo, what's good, man? Pretty good. Man, it's good to be back in the building, man. Welcome to the Streets A&R Podcast, man. It's your host, Giddy Jicky with it. It's your other host, Johnny No Good. And we are glad to be back working. Half of the year gone. Um, making it happen, man. And in the, in, in the spirit of making it happen, which we'll get to our own endeavors much later, in the spirit of making it happen, we got a special guest here today with us who been in Omaha, from Omaha, and has made waves and has when it recently relocated and is starting to make a wave in this new spot, a place where we need to be real connected to real soon, man. Yes. We got a producer, MC, DJ, artist, manager, radio personality, um, woke nigga number two. <laughs> man, my guy Buddy the God in the house. I couldn't say soul, brother. Everybody be like, soul, brother, number. I would like, damn, you on number three. Man, man, man. Hey, hey, peace, God. Peace, God, man. Whatever, whatever you are, whatever you said, man, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely appreciate you coming through, man. So just starting out, man, and I know I said a few words about who you are, but mm-hmm. just let the people know who is Buddy the God, man. Um, Man, overall, man, I'm just a cool dude, man. Just at, at, at the basis of it, man, I try to try to keep grounded in the fact that I'm just a human you know what I mean and I have done a lot of cool things in my life met a lot of cool people but um at the end of the day we're all just people you know what I mean regardless of where everybody is in a station in life that can change in a blink of an eye but you know keeping at that level uh you know not to get too deep but that's why I try that's why I try to start things so you know I'm a human man son of Deanna and Mark Elton, man, just born in Omaha, Nebraska. Definitely born and raised Northside. I mean, got it tatted on me, you know, for a reason. Um, I was kind of telling my man Johnny uh, off camera, like, you know, Omaha really, really raised me. And, you know, as I grow up and reflect through life, you know, you kind of see that's a part of me coming back, you know, while I'm here now, you know what I mean, and doing this. I'm always trying to come back to Omaha and just remind myself of where I came from. And where I grew up, you know what I mean? So I never forget that um, as I travel. For sure. When, we, when you say, like, Omaha raised you and, you, and there's a real strong tie to this place from people from here. Man. What are some of the things you have been able to take away from and use in this life that as you journey through this life mm-hmm. that you feel that Omaha really embedded in your soul, in your spirit? Man, um, just the, the will to survive, man. Will to survive. You know what I mean? Like growing up, like I'm. It's funny, you know. I'm in. I grew up in this area as far as Miller Park, Florence uh, area. Um, you know, seen seen some things, been through some things. You know, and just will to survive, creativeness, just willingness to explore at a young age. Like I was, you know, one of those kids. I was riding my bike all through the city. Um, so you know, I think that it really kind of hit me now. But that kind of led to my travels. Of you know being in Florida, being in Georgia, being in Miami, and you know all all the places that I've been, and just my willingness to travel. Um, so that that's a big thing. Uh, but yeah, really, the, just the willingness to survive, like just just growing up in North Omaha 
and not really feeling like, you know, there there is a sense of hopelessness that can seep in. And if you can overcome that and kind of fight that, then there's a certain strength that you find through that. Um, that's kind of what I carry with me. You know what I mean? For sure, man. My man done damn near docks my location, hmm. driving the neighborhood. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I ain't tripping. My bad. <laughs> we we just in a hidden location. Nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need come hide out yeah. on the north side. <laughs> but uh it's it's funny you brought up um travel so you mentioned Florida, Georgia mm-hmm. and uh Miami. What what was what was the reason you were there for those stops like and I um, see the hat so I know we're one of them, you know. Yeah, saying? yeah, school school was definitely one of them. Um but it it kind of really kind of started when I first left Omaha when I was like in the 4th grade I moved to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And while I was there, my brother went to a HBCU. He went to uh, NCCU, North Carolina Central. So I remember kind of going with him to his visits, going to visit him while he was in the dorms, kind of just getting a glimpse of that life, you know, just even college life. You know what I mean? Um, and then I would, while I was there, my grandpa and uncle lived in Atlanta. So we would drive every Saturday uh, to go down there to go visit him. So Atlanta just kind of became uh, a place that was you know, near and dear in my heart. Like I remember going on those visits, seeing if you ever been down there, it's a thing called Spaghetti Junction. It's like it's like seven, eight different highways all crossing each other, super tall towers and bridges. It's like it's just crazy if you never seen anything like it. And I remember just looking at it as a kid, you know what I mean? Like, oh man. Um, you know, Coke Coca-Cola factory, just just all the cool things that's Atlanta, you know. But just when you're a kid and you know, you're kind of building those memories, that's where I was. Um, so that connection kind of built fast forward graduating from high school and you know long story short i came down to two schools that i could go to it was either unl or famu and i was like man um as far as the price difference it was only like a couple thousand dollars more to go to famu so i'm like hey a couple thousand you know to to go go out of here and kind of experience some other things then i'm gonna do that and you know at that point the love for omaha really wasn't there it was definitely like i got to get out of here you know what I mean? But it wasn't until I left, until I went to those places that I started to learn where I came from and, and the impact of it. Man, that's what's up, man. Shout out to the black colleges. Man, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, FAMU, um, after high school, you yeah, went to FAMU, uh, Florida A&M University. For anybody wondering, that's in Tallahassee, Florida. That's about four hours from Atlanta, about eight hours from Miami. So, you know, I'm in college. I'm moving around. I'm moving around. So I was doing, uh, throughout college, I was doing um, record promotions. Um, and, you know, we can get into that whole story. But uh, that eventually took me to all those places. Yeah. And then I'll just ask real quick, when you breaking into music, so when did you actually start in music? And how even that experience at FAMU and what, you, what were you doing there with music? Mm-hmm. And how did that help shape you to what you're doing now? Um, that goes back to, you know, growing up here in Omaha and, um, you know, one, just kind of watching TV, you know, just learning, you know, to love music, radio, MTV, BET jams, um, Rap City in the Basement, you know, all all the all the shows when like it was really nothing but music videos on TV before all these crazy shows. And now it's nothing but ridiculousness. But. Like MTV actually had music video, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. So that's that's kind of 
what I really grew up around. Plus, you know, my Dukes like playing music on Saturdays, like just music was always around. So that was something I gravitated to. And then I actually played music in bands. Um, again, going to growing up in North Omaha, I would I played in the Florence Day Parade like five, six times. You know what I mean? I played saxophone. I played uh, bass drum, um, but uh, mostly saxophone and, you know, just playing, just kind of having that musical background. I had uncles that played music. My uncle played guitar, had studios in his house. Like, it was just always around, you know what I mean? And then eventually I got into it. Shout out to my cousin K2. You might know him. You might not know him. Again, shout out to K2, the illest. Um, That's my big cousin by blood. His brother or his dad and my dad are exactly a year apart. Um, so we all were real close. Like we were all like the cousins that again grew up as brothers, really. You know what I mean? Sleepovers, all that. So um real, real early on, like talking tape deck days, like we was rapping in my grandma's basement and just kind of formulating it. And from there it went on to me tagging along with him, rapping with shout out to uh, Ivan and OTR and the cast in South Omaha. And going down to South Omaha at, at late night, you know, open mics and things like that when I'm in like fifth grade you know what i mean like a young buck not even really knowing what's going on but knowing i want to be in the culture you know what i mean and seeing k2 at um hip-hop dance battles and actually seeing somebody actually do the robot like for real for real ticking for real like blowing my mind like man like just really seeping in the culture you know what i mean and, and that's all through Omaha. That was all through just traveling to hidden spots. I mean, that battle was at the Salvation Army uh, off of Cummings. You know what I mean? Like, so-called, so-called Omaha. You know what I mean? Like, like hitting these spots with K2 early on and, and just kind of finding that love here in Omaha. That's that's where it started. That's what's up. Yeah, K2, definitely a super dope creative. Man. Um, especially when it comes to music, uh, drawing, and all kind of things. Man. So I could see that the talent running your family how did you decide to stick your hat? Because you got a lot of different hats you wear. Producer, mm -hmm. one that wasn't mentioned is engineer. Man. Um, but like, how did you decide which hat to put your your your, your talents in? Um, some things are out of love. Some things are out of necessity. You know what I mean? Like, as far as a producer, that was never something. I I, I definitely started out as an MC. That was I'm I'm an MC first and foremost. Like, even with and eventually we'll get into it. But even with my journalism side, like I I went to the school of journalism and got into journalism because i'm like okay i need to get out of omaha at the time i was going to north so i was heavy in the engineering shout out to omaha north shout out to the vikings shout out to their engineering program great great program don't know which camera i'm in but shout out to you know everything about that i was on my way to engineering school i got accepted into college as an engineer mom's is proud son's about to make engineering money that's not what i want to do I'm, I'm, I'm a rapper. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you can't. Nah, shout man, out to Man, man, man. So, you can't go to college for rapping. So, I'm going to go to college for writing. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I became a journalism, a journalist. Um, and that's kind of where that came in. But so, again, love, rap, but necessity, journalism. You know what I mean? So, nah, that's super dope. I mean, especially like you, a well studied brother. So, I know when you look at a lot of the greats from our history, you know, Malcolm, mm -hmm. Martin. Um, W.E.B. Du Bois, all of these brothers had their own newspaper. Man. Um, so how did you get into journalism and what kind of was like the thing that you saw like that you could see yourself doing that? Man, and, and it's funny because again, I, I got into that just from that thought alone. I like to rap. I'm good in English class, you know what I'm saying, in, in high school, so 
you know, I've gotten A's on a couple of essays. So let me go ahead and go into journalism. I had no idea what journalism was. Had no idea what media meant. Had no idea what I was getting into. Um, and, you know, I went to college and as I began to unfold it and learn about it, it's funny the time that things were going as I'm going into, you know, my own becoming a man, becoming, you know, away from home now for really for, for the first time on my own. Obama is going, I think, for a second um, uh, election at that time. Um, Trayvon Martin just got killed. You know, I'm saying Mike Brown uh, at that time. Um, very, very, I think um, Kendrick Lamar's, um, what, what album was that? Section 80. Section 80 came out that time. Like, say, I re- actually, I remember Section 80 being like the soundtrack and the vibe as I was. Cause it's like October is this Florida, but it's North Florida. So it's cold still, you know, you still get the leaves, you still get the four seasons. So it's the October vibe. Kendrick is very kind of, it's just kind of very dark. You know what I mean? Very revolutionary kind of, kind of vibe. And this is what I'm going into this HBCU, this black world, you know what I mean? As a journalist. So now I'm finding out, okay, this, there's stories that could be told, you know what I mean? And I, I'm forming as a storyteller and and what and finding that voice that's that's kind of what that period is is really finding that voice and fine-tuning who i am you know what i mean as a person as as you said as a black man and i will find even you know begin to challenge what that means uh, as i grow um and just finding figuring all that out that's that's kind of what that period was coming out of out of college or out of high school yeah, man. So hope I, hope I answered the question. Man. Definitely. <laughs> so um, with that, with your journalism background, and you going to school, coming back, um, and you came back, and while you were back here, I remember you started. Or I don't know if you started or it already started, but in-house records. Man, that was that was later on. Later on, mm-hmm. and um, with all of your background, I want you to get into what you were able to kind of produce here. And the people you were able to work with here, like what made you decide to get into not just being an MC, but starting to create a collective for other people to be able to express um, and what that meant to to you and what that, what do you feel like it meant to the city to be able to do something like that? Um, Man, first of all, I appreciate that question because that's not really something I thought about or have really thought about. You know what I mean? I was just kind of doing it again love and necessity like i love rapping i love making music um and i got to a point where i was tired of youtube beats and i wanted to actually begin to make original music like to make music from the beginning to the end i mean when i came back from college um i linked up with a producer shout out to my man classic uh james mcmillan you might know him very very talented drummer um a cat i knew from back in high school we went to north together um Sorry, I don't know if that's my phone, but we went to North together. Um, and he's a very, very talented dude. Uh, and he actually produced my pretty much my final major pro- uh, project. Uh, well, not final, but my last major project, um, Speakerbox Tape Deck. Like he produced and we did that whole project together in, in his house. Um, and from there, uh, he went to the military. So I'm kind of like without a producer now, without a producer, without an engineer without a studio um so excuse me um so i just started doing for self like okay now i gotta figure out how to 
really record and i've always recorded myself like i've always tried to figure out and always again going back to third grade recording tapes like actual cassette tapes in my grandma's basement like i've always done that but that was the beginning of me actually building a studio and beginning beginning to engineer and beginning to now produce um and, and then fast forward i met coro and, and then i began to produce for him now i have somebody else to produce for you know what i mean um and it just became it just kind of grew from there one artist became two and then and quite honestly coro was doing open mics at, at the culture house if you remember the the, the, the oh, use the dj right 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 so the first the first open mics that he was doing that was around a time that he and i were kind of growing a relationship um, and I'm skipping a lot of stuff, by by the way, by the way, like in between there, shout out to Marcy Yates. He taught me how to uh, actually sample. So that's kind of where I really got my producing bug at. You know what I mean? Where I really, really kind of like I've always done music, but really figured it out as a producer. Um, so shout out to Marcy on that. But through Mar through, uh, dealing with Marcy and then hooking up with Coro and then through Coro, I hooked up with Sauce God. And Sauce Guy brought Zeno Zeus along with him because it was just like a two for one deal. Um, so shout out to Sauce, shout out to Zeno Zeus, and then uh, Giovanni X. He got involved. They were all kind of just around doing the open mics at the time, and these were just artists that kind of gravitated towards each other. And they all would come to my studio, and they all would just all be coming to my studio, and we all would just be vibing and making music. And this eventually became in house records. Um, and the idea was again we're all in this house we're all in my house you know and everything is i'm recording i'm producing it everything is in-house you know what i mean so we're gonna be in-house records and i think it's just the synchronicity of it even with the naming just because they were actually in your house i'm gonna say it because coro said it on the record stone ave man you know hey 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 shout out to stone ave hey nobody i know lived there anymore so if you go there it ain't no you thing. ain't gonna find nothing you know what i'm saying but yeah stone ave but yeah, over there and just keeping literally getting the recruitment of talent was in-house. It was an in-house process. Him, oh, I got my homie. Oh, my yeah. homie got homies. They just popping up. Organic. So it's very organic. And that's why I love about that. You can tell that synergy was there mm -hmm. because it was and it, and it fits y'all. And it mm -hmm. fits the name, bro. Um, and it's funny. I'm, I'm switch gears real quick. It's uh -huh. funny because now me learning about your journalism background, um, and now how you got into like radio. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's a funny story. Yeah. And let us, how did you get into radio? Cause I think you were saying somebody, you just, the cat you working with, you met him and started working with him after the day. The day yeah. Yeah. I walked in like, again, it's um out of love and out of necessity. You know what I mean? Like uh, during college, I actually, I, so my radio career started in college. I started at uh, the Flavor Station at FAMU. I was a radio DJ, um, and a lot of the people that I worked with, big, big shout-out to them, uh, off in Revolt and ESPN and doing doing big things, you know what I mean? So I was with a lot of talented people. I say that to say that. I was learning a lot at that point. And um, after college, I came back to Omaha and was like, okay, where's the what's the what's the radio station landscape looking like? Like, I want to continue working there. I applied at, you know, 1069. I, I, I forget the name of the um the managing company, but, you know what I'm saying? I applied at those radio, like, I applied at the big radio stations. No callbacks. They wasn't looking at me like they wasn't taking me serious. You know what I mean? And it's, 
It's funny because it was the same situation in college. Like, it took me, like, two years to get onto the radio station there. I was literally knocking on the door, expecting somebody to come and answer, not knowing that most of the radio station was automated. So they would set the radio station, and if nobody was live on air, nobody would be there. And if they're live on air, they're live on air. They're not about to come let me in mm-hmm. to see what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? So, I've you know, after knocking on that door, I finally got in in college fast forward i come back to omaha apply there didn't get in um i worked at 95 mm-hmm. seven um uh, they were kind of forming this is when 95 seven he wasn't on 24th yet he was at the crossroads yep. if you remember there he was in there man that's where i took uh i started my dj lessons over there with soul at wow the okay seven over there so you know it's real yeah you know it's real and I'm, I'm talking about barely ghost town crossroads you know what i'm saying it's you and uh, whatever that 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 ethnic store that was across yeah. across the hall he changed like two three times. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. He got him a nice payout though. Man, man, it was like for a couple times, it was like some German something. But yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, it's real. Um, so yeah, when I first got back, that's where I was working, working with Mister Soul, um, and trying to become a you know do what I can there. I, officially, I was assistant program director for all of like two weeks, um, and then I think they closed down. They were in the process of moving. And I was just like, I'm not about to wait on y'all. Like, obviously, the city needs a radio station. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do it. I'm, you know, searching who's doing what, what's going on, getting the lay of the land, finding Malcolm X uh, Memorial Foundation. I'm going to be honest. It looked like it was closed. It it, It was a sign outside. I think I saw one car. So I pulled up. Looked around, opened the door, walked in. There's people in here. There's action. Okay. So I, I eventually found my way downstairs, walk into uh, Paul's office at that time, introduced myself, and this is the beginning of Mind and Soul. And, you know, and that leads to now six years, going on seven years of engaging the community and, you know, trying to inform and entertain the community uh, however we can. That's dope, but that's that's how it works, man. Just man knocking on, keep going through the doors, trying to get there till yeah. the one that's for you opens up. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, that's love. Yeah, and it just so happened that the day I walked through the door to meet Paul is the day. Uh, I think actually it was that that day that they had the ribbon cutting, mm. like the day before, like they're supposed to start the radio station. Oh man, yeah, right in time. Yeah, 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 and you know, we we built that day. Yeah. What's funny, I got a funny this is a radio station. So we had one in college too up in Ohio. Mm. And my homie, my frat brother, ended up like managing the station. Mm. So I was just like, I'm going to come through one day. And for some reason, they threw a beat on, a Texas beat. Uh, I got an infamous freestyle on this radio. I don't know if it's recorded right, we anywhere. Got, we got that ready? We got that queued up? No, uh, no, no. I got some other stuff I could have queued up, but uh, no. Uh, man, I got to find that freestyle. I ain't going to lie. I was going for like three minutes. I was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I was tripping. Hey, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, to the college radio station. Yes, man. yes. And get your start and just get your feet wet and learn. Man, um, I'm glad you mentioned that. Big, big shout out to the, the college radio station because that's that's – that's where it is. That's where it starts, man. Like I said, a lot of people, you know, your your Roxies and, and like your 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 names, you know what I mean, and your faces who are part of the hip hop culture. A lot of them did get start in that radio, that college radio scene, you know what I mean, or just radio in, in general, you know what I mean. So shout out, shout out, definitely to the college radio DJs and personalities out there. 
And uh, my my kind of last question is, like, now you're back out of Omaha doing your thing down in the ATL. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what endeavors are you into now, uh, especially like music related? Mm-hmm. Um, that like what you working on now? Like we know what you've done, but what are mm-hmm. you doing now down there in the scene and making making you know making it happen and making them connections from Omaha to Atlanta? Man, so um, it, it's just kind of funny again. Love and necessity. After I, when I got back from college, um, shout out to K two. Um, he had a show, and this is like when I first first got back. He had a show uh, at what used to be um, the House of Loom, and he was like, "You a you a DJ man, DJ for me, man. I got a show. Come up and DJ." And little did he know, like I'm not a like ficky, ficky, I'm not a DJ. Like I've never touched turntables to this point. Like I'm not a DJ. <laughs> I get on the microphone and I talk. I use words. I'm, I'm MC. Microphone and words. That's what I do. You know what I'm saying? When I was in college, I had a board and I pressed buttons, you know what I mean, to play the, to play the song on the computer, but I'm not a DJ. But today I'm a DJ. So I DJ for my cousin, and that became the next day me going to get a controller and me becoming a DJ. Um, and from there, you know, fast forward, now I'm in Atlanta, and I'm a part of the nation's largest uh, DJ coalition. Shout out to the whole DJ coalition family. Um, and you know, coalition DJs, ATL, where you know the it started. Um, I've I've learned a lot. So right now I'm DJing. I'm in between gigs. I was DJing for about a year at a place called Sahara's. It was like a hookah lounge. Um, and they sold the building. You know, real estate is kind of crazy down there. They sold the whole building. Uh, they're gonna turn into like a condo or something. Um, oh yeah, they got but they. I'm I'm selling my building too. Man, man. Man, hey, hey, I don't blame him. Get the money, get the bag. But, you know, uh, at this point, I'm just kind of DJing pop-ups. Like, um, I've actually taken a break from DJing, and I've been focusing on my podcast uh, that I'm producing alongside a few of the DJs um, from Coalition DJs called The We Outside Show. Uh, So, shameless plug, check us out, The We Outside Show on YouTube, on wherever you find podcasts. Um, We are introduced and and uh, interviewed, excuse me, um, a lot of big names. Like, I don't even... Want to start name dropping, but check us out. We, Go ahead. We, man, man, we I'm a couple. I mean, Jazzy Faye, mm-hmm. uh, Little Scrappy. Um, I mean, we we haven't hasn't released, but had a real good conversation with Bobby J. That's going to be coming out pretty soon. Um, we've interviewed some artists that you might not have. We had Simba. That was like one of our early early um, interviews. Man, shout out to Simba. He's doing some big things. You actually put me on the Simba. I remember talking to you when, really? we, when we recorded the New Year's. Really, really. You had him on your list, man. Was, when uh, what is they don't run from rap? I think that yeah, was that. Yeah, 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 man. Shout out to Simba, man. I got on him early, like, like, yeah, early on, like one of his radio freestyles, like that, that you know, that he was putting out. Um, so it was definitely nice to to finally meet him. Uh, we had Karis One on there. You know what I mean? Um, Man, yeah, we we've had a lot of people on there. Some some artists you haven't ha- known about Money Mute, Money Moo, who's a new artist uh, coming up out of Atlanta. Um, uh, pretty, I think Rika. Let me see, uh, Rika the Menace. That's that's her name, Rika the Menace out of Baltimore. Uh, she's an artist coming up. Um, man, just it's just a bunch of people, a bunch of people. We've been doing this now, going on about a year and a half. So it's it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Um, so yeah, pretty much that, and then producing. Like I haven't really gotten back into rapping myself, like making my own projects. But um, I, I produce. I've dropped a, a few tracks with some artists. Um, made it on a few albums and things like that. So 
that's kind of where I am now. Um, actually, when I get back to Atlanta, I will be uh, linking up with some DJs and kind of playing some of my music and just getting some feedback and kind of getting back into the sense of me as an artist. Um, that's kind of been a journey in itself. Like, again, finding that voice. Like, I'm a father now. Um, not really doing the things that I used to do when I was rapping. Like, what does that look like now? Um, just kind of figuring that out. You know what I mean? What does that mean? You know, what does that look like? Yeah, on your Andre 3 to Stacks journey, trying to. That's what he talked about when he talked with uh I think it was Rick Rubin. Just he don't he stopped rapping because he's like that life I was rapping about mm -hmm. I don't live it anymore. Now I got to figure out what I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. I'm not just about to just say anything. So that's why he's had all these experience of of what we think is randomnesses, but it's just him finding inspiration. Right. Like what do I say now and how do I deliver it? to the people in a way that they'll receive it. Right, so, right. You know? Right. And I don't feel like I really touched on it, uh, going back to your question about me forming in-house um, and the importance of, you know, doing things for other people. Um, and and it, it is definitely about paying it forward. You know what I mean? And, and I will say, although it did happen very organically and it wasn't my necessarily my intention to come back to Omaha, like, yeah, I'm going to find a bunch of young artists and I'm going to start this label and we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and, and side note, we would have done a lot more had it not been for the pandemic. I'm just I'm gonna just say that we didn't know how to pivot through the pandemic. We had shows, the whole tour we had planned. Man, death to the pandemic. But anyway, um, that wasn't my intention. My 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 intention really was the information that I gained from you know, three three or so years of being in the radio, interviewing major artists that are on tour. Um, doing tours myself as a record promoter going to miami going to jacksonville going to atlanta going to tampa bay seeing how artists move how a campaign actually runs seeing the necessity of traveling and getting out of your market and going to markets as an artist to actually market your product you know what i mean it's, this is a music business you know what i mean and i learned that side of it and i wanted to come back and, and spread that information and pay that forward i mean that kind of what in-house became like a lot of our conversations was me kind of telling them like hey bro you need to get your ass cap you need to get your bmi like you don't know what that is like you need to look into a pro like you need to look into what a distribution is you need to look into what a 360 is you need to look into what these things are if this what you say is what you say you want to do you know what i mean and that's kind of where that relationship was as far as just me kind of trying to put them on game really like just trying to whatever they didn't know that I feel like I did know that I could offer them trying to offer it to them, you know? And again, a lot of these cats had never really recorded like that. Didn't really know what a 16 was. Didn't really know how to count a bar and things like that. Like real artist development things that I'm really realizing now that I'm in Atlanta, now that I'm privy to conversations of people that are label heads, that are people that are behind the curtain, if you will, artist development is not a real thing. You know what I mean? And a lot of these artists don't know and they don't know what they don't know. You know what I mean? And they lost in the sauce. And in the, in the process, people are getting taken advantage of. You know what I mean? So I, it, it's incumbent upon me just as a human being, as a real person. Like, if I know something, I'm going to spread the knowledge. I'm going to try to, you know, share a game as much as I could. So that's kind of what that is and where I am. You know what I mean? Yes, sir, man. Yeah, we could have a whole seminar on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that was a, like a like a bomb with y'all, which y'all yeah, got no, going, but yeah, yeah. But uh, man, I definitely uh appreciate you coming through just to give that knowledge to us, and then also just 
sharing your journey. Um, right now, where can the people find you at if they want to get a hold of you? Yeah. You, know, you might not be on the socials heavy, but, you know, you're trying to work. You got production. Nah, it's, um, it's kind of funny. I don't really post like that, but I'm, I'm a ghost. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm lurking on pages. That's, that's definitely how I'm connecting. Um, I'm always in the DMs. You know what I mean? So if somebody messages me, I'm going to get it. Um, you know, somebody tell me to follow them. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to like your stuff. I'm, I'm going to check you out. You know what I mean? I don't personally post. I kind of need an assistant. I'm going to be honest. I'm to that level. You know, I, and that's not a, a good thing. Like, I'm very busy. And I kind of, you know, I'm stressed out about it sometimes. But um, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Trying to make it happen. And that ghost page is? Life as God. L-I-F-E. S A G A W D on all social media. That's my Twitter. That's my Instagram. Um, I'm not really on TikTok. Not really on Snapchat. Uh, mostly Instagram is is how you can can reach me as far as the socials. Um, so if you want to link in, you can also like. Uh, we really didn't get into it, but First Sky Omaha definitely check that out. Uh, we still going strong with that. Uh, that's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, from seven to nine Central Time. Uh, and then the We Outside show, the We Outside show, four words spaced out and just spelled regular, the We Outside show. Um, you can find that again on YouTube. Uh, we drop every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So that'd be like 6 p.m. y'all time. Um, and yeah, man, that's, that's kind of where it's at right now. Um, definitely look out for new music as always, like music. I've come to realize music ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? It's more about my life journey and what I want to put into the music. Um, I mean, y'all never know. I might come out with a jazz album in a couple of years. You know what I mean? Get back on the saxophone. All right, you play all the instruments. So I mean, again, yeah, and I'm trying to learn how to play more. I mean, actually playing with some blues on, on the keys. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really, you know, getting into music. I love music. You know what I mean? Rapping is definitely a, a, a love of mine and how I got my interest into it. But as a producer... You know, that's definitely a, a bug or, a, you know, something I want to flex a little more. Um, so, yeah. yeah man, we look definitely are looking forward to it, man. We appreciate you coming through man, today. Appreciate y'all um, for having me. Again, man, buddy to God, man. Life is God, G-A-W-D, on all socials, man. We appreciate it, man. We going to get up out of here, man. We got a lot of shit to get to. Hey. Uh, man, you know where to find us, Streets A&R. That's Streets A-A-N-D-R. On all socials, we on everything but Apple, man. But like, subscribe, share, comment, everything, man. Watch us, listen, hit us up in the DMs too. You name it. That's me answering. So leave Johnny alone, <laughs> man. But we appreciate it, man. We gonna get up out of here. So until next time, man. It's your host Giddy Dicky with it. It's your other host Johnny No Good, and we out of here, man. Peace. The beats, the flow, the rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Street saying our podcast.